microphones make a podcast. Two microphones and you make a podcast. Hi, this is Joyce. And this is Mary Beth. Welcome to the Modern Yoga Podcast. Our special guest today is Tiffany Lucarelli. She is the runner-up in the Warrior 2023 Warrior Challenge Attendance Contest. Whatever. I just said that all wrong, but... Right. That's so we had, we had Mary Alice Beck um, yep. recently. She was the... She had the most classes. Let's not say winner as if Tiffany's a loser, but my husband, Tiffany would say, you I'm know, from the legend of Ricky Bobby, if you're not first, you're last. Is, is your husband Tiffany? No. It sounded like <laughs> the way you said it. My husband, yeah. Tiffany. Oh, my husband, comma, Tiffany, <laughs> comma, would say, if you're not first, you're last, but he doesn't understand our yogic mysterious ways. I feel like you're just talking to text. Oh my gosh. And how bad is that getting? Here. Like I, I can't really type accurately or fast enough anymore. So I am doing a lot of talk to text and that's just a shit show. I think they're just messing with us now. Like the things that it puts down instead of what I'm saying. I mean, if you read it back, sometimes you don't even know what you said. I know. You're phonetically trying to say what she wrote down. Um, Tiffany's looking at us like, do, do I get to talk? <laughs> You have to interrupt. A cat was a cat was roaming past. Oh. Did we not go over the rules? You have to interrupt on this podcast if you want okay. to be heard. I will. Now I'll say to you, and I said it to our last guest, Michaela. Oh, what's Michaela's last name again? Carnavale. Michaela Carnavale. That Tiffany Lucarelli is a wonderful name as well, and you should be famous, and you will be after this. All right. Yeah, I like my name. I'll keep it. Yeah. All right. My son's name. My son's name is Giovanni Lucarelli Dvorak. So he has Giovanni Victor Lucarelli Dvorak. Oh, we oh need to gosh. get. We need to talk to him, Mary Beth. That's awesome. <laughs> what does he go by? Gio. Oh, that's aw- That's even. Or more. sometimes just G. He's seventeen. Oh, is he cute? Yes, I don't mean he's... that in a creepy way. No, he has he has the long hair thing going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, he drives a truck. Uh, hmm. I don't know. He he's pretty serious about his cars he is pretty serious he's 17 and on his fourth car so we have uh a, oh my. a convertible jag sitting in the driveway that he's supposed to be working on yeah i was just gonna say so he likes working on them restoring them or whatever getting them to work yeah he's trying to but he's you know he needs does to your practice. husband do that or like where does he get those skills that's that's not easy no no so Brian is my pretend husband. So we're not really married. I just call him my pretend husband. And uh, no, he does not work on cars. <laughs> He's wow. a bank rep and he likes to wear fancy clothes. So I don't. How, how long have you been? been? How long have you been with your pretend husband? How long have you been not married? Uh, 20 years. <laughs> 20 That's years. why they're still so. together. Yeah. But we just pretend. But uh no, I used to race my car back in the day, so I think I used to talk about it. Giovanni, wait, what? I used to race my car. I um, I was, you know, the movie Fast and the Furious. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had one of those cars. Oh, so, wait, what? How does it? that come about? What? How does that come about? Oh, I don't know. I just I wanted a fun car, and then I started hanging out, and I dated a guy that had a cool car. So I got a Honda Prelude, and I did everything to it. I had the nitrous button, like in the movies, where you're going and you flip the switch, and then you hit the button, and the car goes. You know. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah. So I did 13 seconds in a quarter mile. I used to go to the drag strip, and that was my my drag time. Record. Of course, wow. your son likes cars. Yeah. So I mean. I think I, I used to talk about that. And then my pretend husband, who shall now be Brian. Um, <laughs> we'll just call him Brian. He, he used to have the labels. cars, too. <laughs> hmm. So. I don't know. We, we um, the other day at teacher training, um, two of the men in training were talking about their motorcycles. Oh, yeah. How they prefer automatics. And I was like, I've never owned an automatic car. And so we got into this thing. Oh, and, yeah. And then one of the trainees, Joe, he's like 23 years old. He's like, I've always wanted to drive a Mini Cooper. He's like, ever since I saw uh, the Italian job, I w- it was when I was like six years old. And I was like, you can stop talking right now. <laughs> when you were six. I was going to let you drive my car. And then you said you were six when you said. That's not why I got it, though. What's on your head? Good reason. I was starting to sing, baby, you can drive my car. But while you were talking, I was going to tell you, I believe my mute button is broke. But it's not broke. It will mute me. It just won't flash to let me know that I'm on mute. I don't even know if I have a mute button or what I'm doing. So, Well, let me pull this up for you, Tiffany. Look at this fancy. Oh, wow. Fancy phallic microphone I've got. We have Yetis. You sound different today, though, Mary Beth, but I don't want to get too much into the. No, maybe my is off there. That sounds much better. Whatever you just did. Oh, OK. My Chip and Joanna gain. See how see how we work through this, Tiffany? We yeah. do. Highly technical. James will be proud. I was proud that I borrowed a tripod from my son. There you go. Oh, did you tell him that you were going to be the guest star on a podcast, on an international podcast? Yeah. He thought it was really exciting. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, maybe I'll get him and his friends to listen. You can have a whole following of of boys. Teenage yeah, he's boys. Gonna, he's going to stop thinking it's exciting. <laughs> he hears us talking about, you know, his hair and right. if he's cute because nobody wants old old ladies <laughs> talking about that. So back to the warrior challenge. You took eighty four classes between. Um, Oh, no, I'm wrong. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. March, March 4th and uh, May 19th. Um, Mary Beck was in the lead. Malice. And then she, I think she was sick for a little bit. And then she went on vacation. Uh-huh. And Tiffany was threatening her. <laughs> and, then, and then they met and they were sizing yeah. each other up. Yeah, they might have met. I mean, not that they hadn't met before, but I remember the one day in my class. Was it a Monday night or a yeah. Saturday morning? I said, oh, yeah, we're both here in the upper corner. Uh-huh. Tiffany, meet Mary Alice. Mary Alice, meet <laughs> Tiffany. You recognize each other's names? She was very nice. And our sons are the same age. So we started talking right away. And 
You know, yeah. I asked her, I think I said, do you want to share the win? But I don't think she did. So no, Mary, <laughs> <laughs> how are you going to share that belt, frankly? <laughs> but then Tiffany went on a last minute, sort of, sort of last minute trip herself okay. and sort of conceded, I think, for a spot, first place. Yeah. But it was completely worth it, wasn't it? It was completely worth it. It was my first time seeing Trevor Hall and my first time at Red Rocks, which was mm. the best place I've ever been to and the best I, concert I've ever been to. It really was. I'm A, going <laughs> to thumbs down on the Trevor Hall. Not even thumbs down, thumbs horizontal. But Red Rocks, my gosh, you can't even describe it. Yeah, It was it's amazing. So, and you can, you know, pictures don't show. It's just such a, such a place. Were you surprised that, that it was, was it smaller than you thought? It was different than I thought, I guess. Um, I, I think when we were walking in, I wasn't sure what to expect because you go up that kind of hill yeah. and you can't really see inside. So yeah. I, I did think it was going to be a little more grand at first, yeah. like the stage and everything. But once you're in there, it is a lot bigger than you think when you look back. I was kind of, a, I was up front. Um, so I looked back and saw the the huge crowd of people. And that was, that was kind of crazy. And then I yeah. walked up top to look down. And mm. I mean, the acoustics were great. The lights were great. Every, everything about it was. It's like the amazing. perfect place. Yeah. I like how back. nonchalant, how nonchalant she was there. I was up front. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't know where to go because some people say you want to be up top. Some people say you want to be down front. I had no idea what I was doing. So I just got what was, you know, the cheapest or second cheapest available thinking. Oh, really? That's got to be good. So. And you were like real close though, right? Right? Like Like within 10 rows. Fifth row. Wow. Yeah. Oh my. Really, really close. Like probably could have, you know, thrown something up there. Well, which is a thing these days, right? We're throwing things at our performers. Not cool. Like, did you see the BB Rexa and who else? There's been like three. Yeah. And then something um, was thrown at Melissa Lambert. uh, I saw a headline that she stopped her concert yesterday or or the night before because that would be Miranda Lambert. Melissa Lambert is (laughs) the curly, curly redhead who has practiced at our studio. Uh Oh. Well, shout out Melissa Lambert. I'm not a country music <laughs> fan, so sorry about that. Um, but she stopped the concert because she was sick of watching people take selfies. Take selfies, I saw oh. that the other day. Yeah, yeah. which is pretty cool. Did you go? Up and I to- go ahead. I saw that Adele said, "I effing dare you." After <laughs> people started throwing stuff, she said, "I effing dare you to throw something at my oh, face." Oh, really? Yeah. Um, did you go up top once the sunset? Tiffany, that's a pretty cool view of like uh, downtown and like the lights of the city and stuff like that. I'm sure I'm sure you can find a photo and and you understand. I went up top top when the sun was still up, but no. But the whole the whole thing is, I would go back ten times over. I loved it. Yeah, I would go back to Colorado in a heartbeat. Whether over Tiffany's shoulder, I see a a beautiful lotus flower. Is that like wrought iron or something hanging on the wall? Beautiful. It's just metal. Yeah. I I like to put lots of random things on my walls. Well, you have um 
some opportunity for treasure because of what you do. You want to tell us about that? Well, hold on. Is that a um, the Han- Hamsa? Is it Hamsa? Hamsa hand yeah. uh-huh. underneath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, I don't know what everybody's meaning on that is, but I'm a little bit superstitious. I'm a little bit. I, 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 I think that things are. I don't know, symbolic. So that's the yeah. to ward off evil, I guess. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then the lotus is, you know, the no mud, no lotus. Right. Um, oh, we got to talk about that too. So we got to talk <laughs> about how you can find these treasures. And then also we'll get into some of your personal mud. Yes. <laughs> there's a lot of it. <laughs> so, um, actually I bought all of those things, but I, I, well, that's not, that doesn't make the story work, Tiffany. You're just I know. I'm, you can you tell a better story, home. please? <laughs> There's plenty of things around the room that I have not bought. I try to, I try to get one thing from every house. So I'm an auctioneer and I set up estate sales. Vintage vendors um, is my my name. And so um, we go into houses and we started off doing estate sales where you come in, you you set everything up all nice, you price it, and you have a sale. Well, we were helping an auctioneer out as well. This is my friend and I. And uh, he said, why don't you get your auctioneer's license? And I said, all right, why not? So I got my auctioneer's license so we could do auctions. So we can go into a house, set up kind of a, uh, not a stage, but like a podium and a front line and then put all the items behind us. And then I talk real fast, yell at people and auction off stuff. Can you give us a sample of the auctioneers? (laughs) I knew you were going to ask me that. Um, So one of the tricks you do is you're basically asking people for money. You're not telling them to give you money when you're auctioning. So you you're asking, I'm at five dollars. Would you would you give would you go to ten? So one of the tricks is you say Woody, W-O-D-D-Y instead of would you go. So I'm at five. Would you go ten? I'm at ten. Would you go fifteen? My fifteen. Would you go twenty and twenty five and now thirty and thirty five? Fifty. So. It's a lot more fun in person when you're actually in front of a crowd because Mm -hmm. then you can kind of pick on people in the audience. You know, if somebody's Mm -hmm. wearing a shirt, you're like, come on, Stripes, I need you now. You say things to get people kind of going. Oh, my gosh. Sounds fun. We should go to one. I know we should. Can Um, we drink over there? (laughs) Yeah, I don't mind. <laughs> so we do them on site at people's houses or there's a hall. I live in Richfield. So there's a Masonic hall right kind of next door to my house. And that's where we do consignment. So if people call and they say, I don't have a whole house full of stuff, but I have 10 nice things. We we get multiple consigners and they bring their stuff to the hall and then we sell it that way. So that's kind of our fancy auction where people sit down and and we sell the good stuff. I guess. And is any of this online or you have to just be at one of these auctions? I don't do online. I just mm-hmm. do in-person kind of old school. Um, yeah. I I would like to bring auctions back to being an event, like have fun food. Um, it would be fun to have drinks, but you have to be at a certain place. Um, right, right. You no, know, but to me, it's fun. And I'm bringing done- auctions back. Yes, I want to bring auctions back. So like, this is what you do on a, a Friday night. I don't know. It sounds fun. I mean, we're already game. How often and how often do you have auctions? It just depends on how often we're getting phone calls. So the one at the hall we try to do quarterly, so winter, spring, summer, and fall. And then um the house auctions and estate sales are kind of mixed in. So 
And some people, we offer both because some people want their stuff to be priced and some people are like, let the wind take it where it needs to go. So that's why we offer both. But um, we're setting up one in Lakewood right now. It's going to be in a state sale, but the woman is 85. She's lived there all 85 years of her life and she saved all of her clothing. So every style of clothing you Over could those think years. Of. Wow. So it, that's kind of cool. Um, that's a that's, lot of clothes, right? Oh my gosh. And they're all, they're all up in an attic on a duplex house and oh they're God. actually preserved quite well because sometimes the heat can mess it up. Right. Um, but they yeah, were so in- that means she was born like probably in maybe in the thirties. Does that translate to like maybe 1930? My mom, maybe thirty. Seven, something. Yeah, my mom was born yeah. in 39 and she's going to be 84. So yeah, so you have all those 40s, maybe 50s, 60s mm-hmm. fashions. Yeah, there's a lot of the shift dresses and the the teal color and the pink color. And, and wow, there's some bell bottoms. Oh my gosh. So that's fun. But yeah, so, we find a lot of things we don't want to find also. I know when my in-laws moved full-time from Ohio to Florida, they had a guy, this was not too long ago, maybe 10 years ago, if that, um, they, there was a guy on the East side called Dick will do it. Oh my God. (laughs) And Dick would come and they didn't need the auction services, but they were no longer in shape to do all of the, let's Uh take this all to goodwill. Let's take this to auction. Let's put this in the dumpster. So are you, do people just hire you to do the specific things they want auctioned or are you left with the mess and then you need to just empty the house? Um, so in our contract, we have, we have the option for us to clear out the house. Um, we work solely off of commission. Mm-hmm. So if it does, if we don't make you money, we don't make money. That's it. It keeps us hardworking, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so as far as the clean out goes, we do offer it where we leave it broom clean at the end, but wow. we will we will say that the additional costs for the people are a porta potty for the auctions, a dumpster if needed, or trash service. And then if we need to hire on some guys to come and like fill up the dumpster, empty an right. attic or whatever, that's like a per hour per charge, but we make sure they're okay with it because some families are like, I'm gonna call my brothers and my cousins and they'll come do it. So yeah, I totally get that. And I'd be the one to be like, Tiffany, call me when it's over. Yeah. And that's but, what we do. Yeah. Good. <laughs> do people, can they make some good money on an auction? Yeah. So it depends on, on what they have. And so there's two things on our website and our business card and it says, call us before you toss it. And that's because there's been a few times that we've actually gone through the trash or donate pile that the people have had and made them more money off of that pile than their keep pile. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, you know, the other thing that we tell people and I try to, I, I've, I feel like I've come up with a nice way to explain it is they're calling me and they're saying, I have Hummel's grandma's China, a China cabinet. And, and nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. So I've I've come to explain it like just like hairstyles and clothing styles come and go and trends change. So does what people are collecting and paying higher dollar amounts for. So I think 
people don't understand that a lot. They're they're right. they're saving the China. They're saying, oh, grandma paid, you know, a thousand dollars for this or whatever. Yeah, my precious moments are still in their boxes. Yes. No, no, thank you. So no, thank you. So what's hot right now is, well, it's kind of dying out, but mid-century modern. So 1950s furniture, tapered legs, hairpin legs, um, avocado green in the kitchen, the golden mm. yellow color. Um, I sold- Yeah, I'm old enough to remember that the first time. So it so, hurts. So no thanks. <laughs> um, you know what the atomic star is? It kind of looks like the elongated asterisk. Like- Yes. Yes. I sold a spatula for $350 because it had that pattern on it. Wow. Wow. Um, yes. I sold a piece of Pyrex, a casserole dish for $850. You told oh, me that at no. the studio and I still yes. don't believe you. I know. Yes. It had the ugliest pattern. It was called bird foot. Um, and it, it was just kind of looked like a V with a line in the middle, like a child drew a bird's foot. Um, there are Pyrexes out there, one that looks like a barcode, one that's a matte black. They sell for thousands of dollars. And how did you get to the point where you knew what you were doing and what to ask for this <laughs> stuff? Had you always been interested in that? Or because you know, could, she's I, doing, okay. most of us are going to still throw don't away know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I learn every day because things do change. Um, and there's a lot of Googling going on. Mm -hmm. And you just start to pick up on. If you see it in every house, then you start to know that that's probably the who cares pile. And if yeah. it's something you've never seen before, then you kind of look into it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like anything else. The more experience you have in it, the, the more, you know. Yeah. And it's different in every neighborhood, too, because we do sales like pretty much like a 45 minute radius. Mm -hmm. So the difference between Parma and. Westlake and then Medina, like what people buy is crazy. Mm -hmm. hmm. So. That's no, really interesting. Intriguing. I wonder if I have any treasures in this old house. <laughs> Probably. How My long parents. Have you been... Oh, sorry, Mary Beth. How long have That's you been okay. doing this, Tiff? So I've had my auctioneer's license for seven years and we were doing the estate sales for about three years before that. Um, and then a couple years before that, so maybe 12 years ago, is how I met the auctioneer. So the house I live in right now, I bought at auction while I was nine months pregnant with Giovanni. So, yes. So well, I came to the hmm. auction and I, I gained 65 pounds. So I was large. I had a big, giant belly. So came for the, the international podcast audience, Tiffany is how tall? Tiffany is a tiny Five girl. foot zero. <laughs> She's five zero. I'm short. Yes. You're tiny. So I had this giant belly and I came to this auction and Brian was at work and I came with my dad and it's out in Richfield and we had lived in Medina. So I was like, I don't even know where I am, whatever. Well, nobody bid against me because I was hugely uh -huh. pregnant. So I got this house for a deal and I called wow. Brian and I said, we're going to live in Richfield. And he said, what? Where? <laughs> oh boy. So, yeah. so that's how I got here. And that's how I met the auctioneer who I ended up working for. So, oh my yeah, God, it all kind of tied together. Mary Beth, can you, you imagine do? texting Jeff and saying, uh, I just bought a house <laughs> at an auction. Listen, I wouldn't have the wherewithal <laughs> to even have that accomplished. What did you do before? 
that. Did you have an occupation or a profession? <laughs> I mean, so besides before the, that, the race car, I mean, yeah, I, I've had a lot of random things. So, okay. So before that I worked for my dad's company. So my dad's company does fiber optics and telecommunications. And they also do like digs, um, directional drilling underneath the street where they run cables. Mm -hmm. So I would do a lot of the drawings. I would pretend to be an engineer and do oh the drawing, like AutoCAD drawings. Girl, yeah. you got, a, you got a bunch of skills there that just needed the place to go. Wow. I, I say I'm not super efficient in anything, but I'm good enough in enough to be dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> just Seriously, a little bit. Yes. I mean, those are, that's a variety of things yeah. we just talked yeah. about. And before that, I almost owned a pizza shop because I worked at it and the owners were selling it. So I, auction? I love no. that. She's like, there's no plan, but you know, there was this house there's on no auction plan. in a city I've never been to. And then there's a pizza shop for sale and yeah. I like pizza. Yeah. I just kind of go with it. Whatever, whatever seems to work. Works. And you know what? I think I feel as if you could have made the pizza shop work. Like you seem to just be a, she got the right last name. Roll up the sleeve. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Who wouldn't right. buy Lucarelli's pizza? But you seem to just like roll up your sleeves and get on in there. I do. Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah, have an for aptitude sure. for, for people and stuff. I, I love learning new things. I love trying new things. And I bet you can change your own flat tire, can't you? I can. And I used yeah. to change my oil too. Oh my until, gosh. Until one day I was on the phone and put six quarts in a four cylinder vehicle. Do you know what happens when you do that? I do not. The filter blows off when you start the car and then Ooh. oil oil gets everywhere. everywhere. And so could the car like explode if there's oil everywhere or it just look really messy? I mean, technically you could damage the car, but you just turn it off right away. But did How your car smell like know? burning oil for a long time? Yeah. And the this was at my parents' house a long time ago. So the whole side of their garage door was a giant splatter of oil. Oh, <laughs> Probably needed a new door. I I don't know what my car <laughs> would need. Actually, I have to laugh. I took a video on our security camera of my mom uh, because I was out of town and the and the little bell went off that somebody's out in the oh, yeah. backyard. My mom was adding not oil but her own window washer fluid to oh, her yeah. car, and I'm like, I'm a bad daughter. My mom's <laughs> out there picking up her hood on her big SUV. Pouring in her own stuff, but hey, she did it. Hey, it's good for you. Yeah, I don't have those sort of practical skills. I looked up when the internet was new, I looked up how to eat with chopsticks because I thought I wanted to be cool. And I worked for my dad at the time. And I remember my dad scratching his head and saying, You think you'd look up something important like how to change a flat tire? No. I said, I never plan on changing a flat tire. That's why God made AAA and but you plan on eating Chinese food, so. Right, exactly, and lots of it. <laughs> Dave, do you know how to use chopsticks? Do I? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a, it's slower going than the fork, which is good for me. But yeah, I can I can get it into my mouth. James is really annoying with chopsticks. That's what she said. I bet he is. Yeah. Do you do? It. You're only supposed to move the top one, right? Yeah, the other one. I need to get James there. in here. I am like, how do you do it? Yeah. But the way that I learned to do it and the way that works isn't really what I see people doing. So maybe James can show us. I see a much more natural, like mine still looks like 
I'm trying, you know, I just bonked it into the. I'm like, do I have two pens? I want to try. <laughs> See, if you um, have shit laying around, Tiffany, you'd. I do have plenty of shit laying around. Listen, like this is a problem because again, back to the stuff. I try to have one treasure from every place I've worked at because that's just to me. Sure, a it's a cool of, thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a lot of junk. So there's an area in the basement. We also sell on eBay and so does my husband. So, uh, and Giovanni as well. So all three of us do. So there is a room in the basement called Boxlandia and it is, yeah. it's just filled with stuff. And so what happens when at some point the auctioneer Needs a dickle do it to get <laughs> out of her own no. home. No, I just I I I try to clear out once a year um, mm-hmm. at our annual garage sale out front, and then mm-hmm. I do bring things to the consignment auctions of my own. Have so. you had the garage sale this year in Richfield? Yeah. Oh, darn it, we needed to be invited. The first Saturday in June. Okay, like a wedding. Hey, I've been looking um, for our mountain place. I thought it would be cool to have um, a big old crock from from anywhere in Cleveland, you know, Parma, Olmstead, anywhere you find these these crocks that have like the town name on it. And anytime uh-huh. I see them, they're super expensive. I just thought it would be good to throw my wine corks in there. So keep keep how, your eye peeled. How big? Three gallon, one gallon? Um, probably three because okay. corks. Mm, it happens fast. How much wine are you drinking? Like, well, there's not a lot else to do in the mountains besides drink. You should okay. see. I'll have to. I'll snap you a picture of my corks downstairs here at this house. I have. Um, I know a guy in Parma. So, oh, good. I know a guy in Parma. We all know a guy in Parma. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a. I know a lot of I guys in a, Parma. Um, a, a kettle. From the Soviet Union with the USSR symbol on oh, it. Yeah. Um, like a I, tea kettle? I'll go get it in a second if James ever comes up here to explain chopsticks. But um, my. M- meanwhile, James can barely walk on his foot. So we're going to have him come well, up. Well, that's not 100%. For... Drew, apparently, once he starts moving, he's okay. He it's tried just... to explain this to me last night, and I tried to explain to him what denial is about. <laughs> he. Uh, well, he has plantar fasciitis, so once he starts moving, like he's all right. But once he stays still, like <clears throat> we went to a concert the other night. And, Did you know? Yeah. What, what wonder who that could have been. <laughs> I, I don't know, but uh, he he was fine while we were like walking from the car. Or I mean, once he he got going, he was fine walking from the car to the concert. But when we it was standing room only, and we stood, and he was fine standing. But once we started moving again, um, it was bad. So he's bad in the morning. And, mm-hmm. um, but he bought, he, you know, you know, James, he, he does a little research and then has a lot of knowledge. Um, but he bought a, one of those massage guns and mm-hmm. he's been, uh, things. yeah, he's, he's, uh, like, he just has things he can do to make it better, but it's still yeah. pretty bad. I'm going to say this about James though. Like Tiffany was talking about knowing enough to be dangerous. So he does the research. He has a lot of information. He doesn't always listen to the research because when he really started this flare up, he said, I bought these new running shoes and they tell you, you're not supposed to run more than a mile or two in them the first time because they're really different. And he said, and I didn't listen. And I really effed up my foot this time. 
Well, and he's a runner. Like he, he ran everybody in the international podcast audience. Please do not talk to him about this because he doesn't like to share it, but he ran for the university of Texas. Like he knows what he's doing running wise. Why doesn't he like to talk about it? Because he walked on and he doesn't think it's a big deal. Jeez. I know. Not everybody runs for a D1 school, but apparently, you know, whatever. Um, But we both wear New Balance running shoes and I wear them because my feet are really wide and they're comfortable and I've always worn them and I don't have any issues. I don't run that much and I'm not serious about it. He wears them because he gets plantar fasciitis and he doesn't get that when he wears New Balance. So he goes from like this sort of foamy padded shoe to zero. Yeah. And just is all excited about it. And then when he got home, he was like, that was so dumb. I should have never done it. Yeah. Cause like in theory, you know, those, that newer shoe is, is more about, you know, I, I like to think of it like Joyce, you and I like to drive like your car with the road. It's like your foot with the path. But if you have a pre-existing situation, yeah. You need the old man new balance. And I keep making fun of him for when he has to wear his black lace-up sneakers, which are not old man shoes, but James, I'm used to seeing just in flip-flops. So right. I'm like, oh, those old man shoes. He uh he had all he had was his black old man shoes at the beach. Oh my god. Really? <laughs> That's awesome. Just we his were, speedo and his old man shoes. We huh? were only at the beach for a couple of hours. He's hold on. James. <laughs> I think he's up here. He's probably got his headphones on. Hold on. I feel like I need to go grab some chopsticks so I can practice. Yeah, or here he is. Give them a lesson, a little talk on chopsticks. How do we use chopsticks? I don't know. Do you guys have chopsticks with you? I can go downstairs and get some. I have a box. I'm going to get some. Hold on. I have two pens here, but I, I did buy chopsticks for our sushi eating and I looked it up once and I can do it enough to be dangerous. But what I was saying, the reason Joyce called you in is when I see people who actually use them, um, they don't look like I look there with much more ease. I found two pencils and one chopstick. All right. Great. Well, Well, that's a recipe for lead poisoning, Tiffany. It's just like (laughs) this. This is what you do. I go so like you've that, got index finger right? and thumb on the top one, and then the other guy just is sort of resting in those yeah, other but three. Certain people, depending on their dexterity of their hands and how they do it, might do it differently. But my middle finger like controls the bottom, and the, I pinch the thumb and the pointer finger to create okay. the pinch. I can and eat then it's this just, way, though. Rice. I was just going to say rice or or um, soup. Like, do you just sort of get your face on down in there? And you don't. Soup? They have spoons, so you don't have to. <laughs> but you don't, you don't have to eat cool. soup with no, no, no. chopsticks. You don't look cool. So you efficient. could use one of those flat Asian soup spoons. Is that what? But there, there's actually. Uh, um, I think like it, there's a story behind why they do it. It's it's cleaner uh, than using like a fork or something or a spoon. But anyways, um, the uh, for him. I don't know. You have to ask the Chinese. But anyways, the 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 key with it because it is actually I think it's kind of fun to eat with chopsticks. Yeah. Um, and so it, to eat rice, you just kind of hold it like this and make it into a spoon, yeah, a scoop. and then yeah. you just scoop really fast. <laughs> and you don't have to like pinch the individual rice. That's what I see with the problem. Well, 
And that's why right, in that would Asia, be. most you're eating sticky rice, not that Uncle Ben's like one kernel at a, or one grain at a right, time. Right. That's rice. true. That rice is very different. Yeah. You can get like a, a wad of it at a time. Yeah. Which you is pick it up with the. Uh, I, I don't know why we decided here in America that like fluffy singular rice was good because I like a wad of. Actually, right. probably the, the the little known fact is the best rice in the world is probably uh, grown in the United States, but it's just sticky Asian rice. <laughs> it's grown here. That is a little known fact. Why would you have that information where the rice is grown, James? Because we grow a lot of grain. I don't know if it's the most. I, I Technically, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I know we grow a lot of rice and I've eaten the Asian rice and the American rice. And I think it's about the same. Where do we grow the rice? Where is the rice from? Where are the American oh, right. rice patties? Where the it's the in the Midwest. It probably some of it's grown here. I don't know. Have well, you ever had Lake Erie? There's Lake Erie rice, that wild rice. Have you ever had that? It tastes that disgusting. Sound very fun. Uh, it sounds it's horrifying. Gross. So the other thing is, is Asians. Are you recording this? Yes. Hell yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, hope she I, is. I can't speak for all Asians because I'm a half. <laughs> Asian or half breed. It's like what I like to say. Some people find that offensive, but it's me. You're so. allowed to be. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Lake Erie rice, Tiffany, sounds like. Yeah. Wild you know, rice Lake isn't Erie really fish. rice. But the, the big thing with rice is you can uh, you can get a lot of uh, crop out of it because you can grow it several times in a in a typical season. In season. So mm-hmm. you can make a lot of rice. James, but it is labor intensive. That's why you see the patties. James in, discriminates in when it comes to rice. I... No, it's not, not that I discriminate. It's just like all the the fancy grain rices, like forbidden rice. I love forbidden And rice. all of that stuff. That's for white people. That's not for 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 people that grew up on rice. We eat sticky white rice. That's it. It's not any. It's not anything wrong with liking those rices. But it's was not Uncle Ben rice. Asian? Yeah, who's Uncle, Uncle Ben? Was an Asian? Well, I think that we were all African at one point. Like if you take it oh, all the way go. back. I can't wait to see what AI is going to come up with <laughs> for a summary of this podcast episode. Oh yeah, maybe now that we've added the rice maybe we should interview james about rice i, I think we just did. did oh no you have a lot more to say i know this <laughs> but anyways it's just most people in western diets is the more correct way to say it don't really eat rice the way asians people do that copper gotcha copper and now joyce is holding up her copper kettle that she claims rice. is from the ussr it is. Uh, it's got. I don't know how lucky you are, boy. <laughs> it's got the. It's stamped nineteen oh two. Where did you? Where it's did got... you procure that? My uh, skating coach Dimitri and his wife uh, Lana oh. came over here. He ran out of trophies, so he gave her that. <laughs> well, well, I'm not exactly sure. I don't think they brought this here. I think they got it later. Because they came here with like six hundred dollars, and they well, were. Then why did they give you their treasure? Well, so I'll try to tell the story really quick. But they they were pretty successful figure skaters, um, and they decided to to come to the United States um, because there are more opportunities here, or there were at, at the time. And they came here uh, with like six hundred dollars and didn't speak English, and they were in their 
probably mid twenties, maybe early twenties. I'm not exactly sure, but, um, they, within a short amount of time auditioned for Disney on ice and, and got like, you know, some lead roles and they toured the world and they had wow. all kinds of things from different places. You probably should have helped them sell their house years ago. Yeah. This was this was a long time ago though. Um, but they used to live in the Indian estates um, right by you, Mary Beth. And, oh, Indian Creek. Or wow. Indian Creek. I'm sorry. Indian Creek. I did a sale there. Did, did you? Yeah. My sister um, still yeah. lives in that development. But they, in 2000, yeah, the year 2000, they were, they went over their friend, their friend's house in Strongsville um, for like a, a holiday celebration. It was, it was early in December, uh, but it was a bunch of friends getting together and they drove separately. No, actually they didn't drive separately, but Lana had a dentist appointment in the morning and, and left before Dimitri did. And, uh, oh, I don't like where this is going. Yeah, no, she, she, she. It was the first night of like really cold weather. There was black ice and she she died on Webster Road. She lost control of her car and it flipped and it hit uh, like a big decorative rock in somebody's yard. And oh, yeah, so sorry. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, and he was a mess for, I mean, understandably for a while, but he sold the house and a lot of their stuff. Like he kind of did. I'm sure he wouldn't put it in these words, but he did a cleanse. <laughs> And, yeah. um, and I think I bought this from him. I bought a couple of things. I bought a Japanese sword. Um, I bought Ooh. this Russian cat. I, I think I gave my brother the sword. Um, but I have had this kettle and it's, it's, I have had, I have such great memories of them, but, and I'm still friends with him. Um, and I used to see him, you know, several times a week. I used to watch their dog and, you know, all the things, but, um, I don't know, like, but it's basically it's cool. sitting in storage. And I, I think about it every once in a while, like I should use this as a decoration or something, but it, yeah, but they told me stuff. and they showed me that, or, or he did that it, it's got it. They, they got it here somehow. Like it, they should, it shouldn't have left Russia because of mm -hmm. uh, the stamp on oh, it. Or at least that's yeah. what they said. So yeah. now the international podcast yeah. audience knows and I'll be in trouble. I love <laughs> copper. In fact, here's a, here's a weird thing. My sink in the cabin in the mountains is copper. That's My kitchen cool. sink. I like copper too. How Weird, we got huh? here, I don't know. Went from chapter. I know. And in the interest of time, not that we're time is of the essence yet, but before it is, Tiffany still has so much to share, like her yoga journey and how we have those yoga things on the wall. And that might connect to her mud. It does. So I looked up. Your while while we were talking, you started yeah. your first class yeah. with us was a Sunday. It was March second, two thousand nineteen, with James. So yeah, it was, oh, you jumped right into the seventy five minute. Had you done yoga before? Yeah, so I'm forty three, and I started doing yoga when I was like twenty one. Okay, but very sporadically. <laughs> you know, um, I went to LifeWorks in Berea, mm -hmm. um, and that's where I did my first yoga. And I struggled so badly that I was like, I'm never going to do this. So I let me interrupt I, you, though. Why would I ask suddenly to interrupt instead of just uh, doing it? What was your struggle to slow down, to do the physical poses, the breath? What what was like? 
just slow down, slow mm-hmm. down for sure. Cause I've always been kind of active, like doing things. I've always been, you know, energetic and, and doing different things. So the slowing down and the breathing to me, and I will be completely honest at 21, I did not make all of the best life choices, mm-hmm. um, health wise. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I probably knowing me smoked cigarettes at that time and probably, you know, was smoking and that didn't over. Yeah. Yeah. So in there, I, it was probably just not the right time for me to try that. So I did off and on for a little while. And then I kind of just took classes here and there. And then when I turned 30, I belonged to a gym and I started doing a lot of like cardio classes and a lot of other classes. And then I started doing yoga every Wednesday. So from 30 to 2019, which would put me at 39. So for nine years, I did yoga about once a week. And then, um, and then I started then I found modern yoga. Well, actually my friend found modern yoga and said, we should go. Was that Jamie? No. So her name is Rosie. Um, she's come back a few times recently. Um, and so we just started coming on Sundays and I think I might've thrown like a Friday class in there or something. And then obviously COVID hit and that threw a wrench in everything. And I was really at that point starting to I was really finding an actual love for yoga at that point, right before COVID hit. Finding I felt a like it, yeah, I felt like it was actually making sense to me on so many different levels and I wanted to, to do it more. Um, but then COVID hit and then right as COVID hit, I found a lump in my breast. And so I got diagnosed with breast cancer and all during COVID I did surgeries and chemo and all of that. So I couldn't go to yoga anyways, but then I Mm -hmm. really couldn't go because of that. So I did have some yoga in my backyard sometimes that I kind of just did on my own. And I thought about it the entire time that I was going through everything. I kind of thought, I really want to do this more. I think this is what I need. Mm. So I, I just looked forward to getting back to it the entire time. But during chemo and during surgeries, and I also got a one year of an mRNA treatment called Herceptin. Um, mm. So I was in treatment for over a year because of it. So it was painful because I can do left arm only long story Mm -hmm. short, I had a double mastectomy. So it was a radical double mastectomy. So I had, um, a a complete amputation of both Mm -hmm. of my breasts. Um, yes, I, I lost both of my nipples TMI for everybody. So this is, uh, why now I can wear really cute backless yoga shirts. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, that, so are there lymph nodes removed on one arm? Is that why you can only do? Yeah. So on, so it was on my right side. So I had the sentinel node and nine surrounding nodes removed. So 10 nodes removed. So I'm not supposed to do anything on the right arm only the left arm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had to get, and I chose not to get a port 
or anything. A port is sometimes what they put in to deliver the chemo easier. I am really freaked out by like, I am zippers, seams, anything's out of place. Yeah, you didn't want that foreign body. So they said, okay, if you can handle it, if you can endure it, then fine. So I got an IV every single time. Every time. Sometimes they couldn't find the vein. Sometimes they could. Um, and then the chemo medication itself burns. It it's burning. Right. So long story short, to tie everything in is I kept hearing these yoga words in my mind. You know, as I was going through this, like, you know, the practice is it's meant for the breathing is here to get you through the suffering, or you know, however. Oh and that gives so, me goosebumps to think that those, that little bit of exposure to it stuck the things that you needed. Yes. And I feel like everything just kind of, I believe that everything happens for a reason. I believe in signs and timelines and whatever. So to me, it just, I had gone to just enough yoga to give me what I needed to get mm-hmm. me through that. Mm-hmm. And it made me crave it so much the entire time that all I wanted to do was get back to it. Um, so the breathing and, and maybe I wasn't doing it in any specific, you know, written manner or whatever, but to me, just thinking about it was enough to help me get through everything. And then I kind of had this end goal that like, I didn't want to go back to the gym and do cardio. I didn't want to do that to my body anymore. I knew that my joints weren't going to be the same. I knew my body wasn't going to be the same. Um, so I really looked forward to yoga and I also had a full hysterectomy, including the ovaries. Oh, which so there me, goes the, uh, yeah, 100% full blown menopause. So I went from being wearing a sweater in June to <laughs> sweating, sweating in December. So like everything just changed. So to me, I decided to put my focus on yoga and it really, at this point right now, it is, what I need and what I want at the same time. And so I guess coming full circle when the contest came about, I didn't even realize it was going on at first. And then I looked one day and I was like in sixth place. And I said, Oh, I I think I'll do this more. And my thought process was for a year, I couldn't do anything. Now I can do things. So every day that I can do things, I'm going to. Oh, Great. Because Every day that I can do things, I'm going to. Yeah. When were you able to come back? Like when were know. you healthy enough physically? I think it would probably say in the system there, but I believe it was March of 2021. Everything happens for you in March. Because uh, you started yeah. in March. The Warrior Challenge started in March. Let me see where, when you came back. Because <laughs> my gosh, you have a strong practice for somebody who's March or May. So, so much surgery and treatment. Yeah. It's either March or May of 20. Your last class in 2020 was March 8th. And yeah. then you came back uh, April 30th of 2021. Okay. Yeah. Because I had my hysterectomy in January of 2021. Wow. So I, know I had to, I got on a plane six weeks after having the full hysterectomy and went out. Um, we take our son on a skiing trip every year and just in January and two of his friends. So I just had them haul my suitcases and I got on the plane and went because every day you can do something. Right. I, do. I don't know. So 
Was it the um, BRCA gene mutation? No, it was not. Um, I so I was so it happened. I I found the lump in March of 2020. My birthday is March 31st. It was like a week before my birthday, and I kind of in the other side I had they're called fibroandiomas, and they're Mm -hmm. just um, fibrous cysts of the breast, and they happen in dense breast tissue. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I had had a mammogram previously because of that. And they told me to just monitor them and that at my annuals and stuff, they would check. Look more closely. Yeah. So I kind of assumed it was that. Well, I was due for my annual anyways, and I was turning 40. So I was going to get a mammogram. So I was like, okay, but COVID hit, I was just going to kind of whatever. So it was, um, April, April 20th, I went to the doctor and she said, oh, I feel it. It's probably again, the fibroandioma, but it's kind of large. So you should go for a mammogram. So I scheduled my mammogram for April 28th. I, and in that week time, this is, here's way too much information, but it's medical and useful information for anybody. Useful. Absolutely. Yes. So my, my nipple itself was okay, but the areola was smooshy, like Uh Play-Doh, like it would leave an indent. And I didn't even notice until one day I was in the shower and the water was hitting it and it didn't do anything that I couldn't really feel anything. And I was like, Oh, that's a problem. So I'm a canceler of doctor's appointments. So I kept my appointment thinking, Uh, excellent. I kind of knew at that moment, like that, a shit storm was about to happen, I guess. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so I went to the doctor, had the mammogram. It came up on the screen and just enough to be dangerous. I had done my research before going and it's called speculation and the edges. And I saw it come up on the screen and I knew instantly when it came up on the screen that it was cancer for sure. Wow. So I'm alone in this room and it comes up and, you know, I know it's cancer. And so they say, Oh, we're going to go get a doctor. Um, they'll explain everything to you. We're going to get an ultrasound, blah, 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 blah. I knew. So the doctor with the ultrasound, I said, do you think it's cancer? And they said, I can't tell you that without a biopsy. But um, she said, I would, I would bet my medical license. Well, that's pretty strong. Yeah. Okay. So they said, now you need to get a biopsy. Now you need to do this. They weren't scheduling everything because of COVID. I was at the Fairview Center. I pushed to get through. I made an appointment for the Strongsville Center an hour later, drove out there and had my biopsies done. Good. And exactly 14 days later is when I had surgery. Wow. wow. I our, just like, get it out. We had a previous episode with one of our teachers, Colleen, yeah. and she too had had dense breast, fibrocystic. Mm-hmm. So yep. uh, one time one of these is something else and it's, you can't let your guard down. Yeah. And so they did the the genetic testing. It was a no on the genetic testing. Um, honestly, there's no rhyme or reason to breast cancer. You come to mm-hmm. find out it's not like, it's not like you smoke, you can get lung cancer, you drink, you get liver, you know? Mm-hmm. So they do say now huh, I can go on for such, such a long time, but stop me if I do too much. So no way, Jose. <laughs> so there is a correlation between um, excessive drinking and breast cancer that a lot of people don't talk about. If you're predispositioned to getting it, 
or something, um, it can increase it. And I did, I was, the, I don't want to say I was a binge drinker, but I would go out on the weekends and drink a fair amount, you know, Very young. Yeah. 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 So there's that. Um, also there is a, a pretty direct correlation between birth control because you're putting estrogen and progesterone into your body. I had been using birth control from 14 and I was 40 at this point. Mm-hmm. So that's the huge factor. And mine was triple positive. It was fed by estrogen, progesterone, and something called HER2, which is a protein found on everybody's cells. Mine exploded and went crazy. And then HER2 makes it more aggressive. So it grew quicker. So, wow. so do they think they got it pretty early? No. <laughs> um, I was stage three, grade three. So there are four stages and four grades. And I was this close to being stage four, which is basically treatable, not curable. Um, so it was large the way it sat. It was almost the size of a golf ball, the way it sat. And I had micrometastasis, meaning I had little satellite tumors that had thrown themselves out into the breast tissue. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then the sentinel node, they had biopsied before I went in there and I, I'm going to forget right now. I think the sentinel node is one centimeter and the cancer was one centimeter. Like it was completely covering the sentinel node. So the node was doing its job. It was filtering, it was doing its job, but it was at its, it was literally the the bucket was full. At maximum capacity. Wow. And so that's hence the word sentinel node. So it's trying to keep this stuff from going any further. Yes. Cause then it sends it out to like the, I forget what the secondary nodes are called. So it's basically the lymphatic system. Yeah. I'm really glad you have your pencil chopsticks too help uh, to illustrate these points. I mean, I'm like, I'm a fidgety person. So like, I, you know, you're really, um, positive and chatty and everything, but this is about as serious as shit can get. Yeah, for real. I mean, it was definitely, it was, I've never been so scared or so sad or angry or all these things at one time. But again, kind of like how yoga and the breathing, it gets you through things. Like I learned that there was, everything was out of my hands, basically. Mm. It was here, it was happening and it wasn't being mad about it or sad about it. Wasn't going to fix it. Wasn't going to help it. Wasn't going to make it go away. So I just kind of pushed and pushed and pushed to do every step of what I thought needed to be done. And that kept me really, really good. I will say that when I was done with the final infusion of the mRNA against Herceptin, that is when I had like a holy shit moment. Breakdown. Yeah. Because you're kind of, you're going, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. And then it was like. Now your, your hands are empty of things to do. Yeah. And you have to meet your feelings and your uncertain future. So it was very much, that was my, oh my God moment. But then I, I changed my diet. I don't eat, I do no sugar, no corn, no soy, no gluten, um, no processed foods, no chemicals. I do no parabens, no dyes, no nothing in my home or my skincare or my shampoo Mm -hmm. or anything. And that's the only thing that I feel like I have the 
power to do. Yeah. You've got a little bit of control over. Yeah. Right now. And whether or not it does anything, there's, you know, some clinical research that says it does some clinical research that says it doesn't. But to me, I will do whatever I need to do because, you know, that was scary and bad. And I don't ever want to do that again. And I, I feel like you do. I mean, we all have without even knowing it, a huge share of chemicals and process things in our lives, even when yeah. you are a person that's trying to cut them out or cut them down. And I, you know, some scientists will tell you, well, genetically modified foods are to help solve world hunger and lots of chemicals do make things better. And all those arguments are true, but on the most basic level, I feel like our bodies are meant to process food, the the whole food, the way it grows, the the vegetable on the vine or whatever. And it just makes sense to me that it can't be best for the body to, to try and break down this other stuff that we've invented. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at. I just figured the more, the closer to natural it is, the better. And, you know, I'm just going to go that route. And like I said, there's no, there's no guarantee. There's no evidence can be fought on both sides. Like you said, this is good. That's mm-hmm. bad. But to me, I chose what makes me feel the best. Mm-hmm. And do, and you feel good? I feel great. I will say, you know, now if I get a headache, if I get mm-hmm. anything, it is like instant freakout oh. for sure. I believe yeah. I was just telling somebody over the weekend it, when and if something health-wise comes up for me because I've been very healthy and lucky in that regard. I think the mind oh. game is going to be the worst because you have to yeah. feel like your body, yourself has betrayed you. It and does. like you said, every headache, every weird thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, if I have an aching joint, I'm like, oh my God, I have bone cancer. If I have a headache, I have a brain tumor. If I have, you know, any change in my digestion, I'm like, that's it. My internal organs are going. (laughs) And you're really, Tiffany, not far out. Like you're still healing. It's not like it was 10 years ago that this happened. I'm three years out from, it was three years from the surgery in May. And Mm -hmm. so that's when I was considered cancer free or, or, you know, no evidence of disease. They call it NED, no Mm -hmm. evidence of disease. I still did chemo after that because of, so one cancer cell needs to divide so many times before it can show up on a scan, which can take up to three months. So -hmm. that's why I did the chemo and the treatment afterwards anyways. Um, but yeah, so three years is a, is a milestone. And then mm-hmm. five years is a big milestone. And then 10 is like, yeah. 10, is when, 10 is when insurance will sign you again. So, you know, you're good. Oh my gosh. Right. How sad that that's what we have to think about. But right? yeah, I mean, that's, that's not a dark Charlie Brown cloud looming over I you. Know. Anything. Oh my were, God. But you, you know, were you in your, so during, as of uh, November 10th, 2021, Phyllis Lucarelli took her yeah. first yoga class at modern yoga. Were you, were you and your mom always as close as you are now? Yeah, this- we all, we've always. always been really close. Um, so she had me young 
And so we've always hung out and, and been friends, you know, doing things together. And I will say throughout all of this, we used to go up to Putin Bay all the time. And we used to go to the bars all the time and we were drinking buddies and she would have her friends and I would have my friends, but we would all go out together. And so a lot of times what she and I did together was go out to eat and go out to drink and go out to party and dance on the stage and, and be crazy. Right. So then she was my person during chemo. She came, I froze my hair during chemo. That's another thing. I kept my Mm -hmm. hair. So you can freeze it, which is kind of painful and and whatever. It's a a cap, right? Well, I didn't do, I did a cap, but I didn't do the one they provided. I got like this dry ice thing. Right. Yeah. Negative 35 degrees Celsius. I had frostbite on my ear at one point. Um, I think Joyce, we did one donation class for that. I can't think of the name of it. Maybe through Mary Siskovic in today's headlines. They There's like Rapunzel Project is one of them. So Yeah. And so she was my person. You had to change out these caps every 15 minutes and you had to keep a thermometer and make sure they were the right temperature. And so she did that the whole time. And so that became our new thing that we did. And then again, just like at the end, I haven't drank in three years. I decided not to drink alcohol anymore. So now we don't have this thing that we do together anymore. So there was kind of like a shift in our relationship because we had always gone out together. And I was going to yoga a lot. So I, I convinced her to come to yoga. And at first she was super resistant. I know. <laughs> I was like, I don't know about this. Yeah. She, she was, was like hiding it though. Right now. Now she's like, oh, I'm so mad that I'm going to be up at Putin Bay and miss yoga. And I'm like, see, but no, so, at, the, at the beginning, wasn't she like, I don't know if I'm too crazy about this, but then like, she'd be like, when are we going next? Yeah. 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 That's a hundred percent. Yeah. So, and she'll, and still, even to this day today, if there's a sub, like there was, you know, or someone different teaching, she'll be like, should I go today? And I'm like, yes. And she's like, I don't know. You know, it's someone different teaching. And I'm like, that's good. It's okay. You know, you should come try it. And then afterwards, like yesterday, she was like, that was a really good class. And I was like, see, you had a good time. So there's still... Yes. There's still some, you know, resistance, but, but how, what a lovely thing. I mean, that's, that's our cute. new thing now. So yeah. we, so our new thing is now yoga. And then we go, we go to lunch afterwards, or we go shopping or some combination of the two. And so Mondays and Wednesdays are our yoga and hangout day. Mm. They're really cute too. Cause they'll take a 75 minute hot power class. <clears throat> then they'll both go into the separate bathrooms and <laughs> somehow get their yoga clothes off and they come out in cute dresses and stuff (laughs) they're ready to go it's hard to peel off those yoga clothes after a hot class it's like yeah sometimes i create a new pose in the bathroom trying to get the pants off i know sometimes saturday mornings i pass joni ramito on her way out of james's class and i'm on my way into mine and and she usually goes somewhere after so she's getting changed and she's like one of these times the shoulder is just coming out of the socket when you're trying to wrestle out i was taking a a sweaty sports bra off the other day and i was like jumping up and down (laughs) listen girl and you don't even have the the jugs up front joyce like these things are i mean mine aren't as dangerous as tiffany's were to her but they're they're dangerous right now to my shoulders. I mean, mine are, still... good. I was, mine are now, uh, they don't sweat. So if you ever, if you ever take notice in yoga class, if I wear something dark and I'm covered in sweat, there's two dry circles. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, it's a very interesting thing. I didn't notice it until one time my mom and I um, went shopping. I actually met her before she was coming to yoga and I didn't change. And she goes, why is there two dry circles there? And I said, oh. oh that is Tiffany, when you came back to yoga class, how was your physical asana practice? I mean, you'd had abdominal surgery and chest surgery and reconstruction. Like how was that? That had to be really difficult strength-wise and um, and flexibility-wise. Yeah. Yeah, it was. You know what? The strength-wise, I still didn't sit down even going through chemo. I was out there painting my porch and doing things. So I kept some of the painting physical. The porch. Yeah, did did random things. Um I did gain a pretty decent amount of weight from the hysterectomy and menopause, which was, um, a real bummer. Um, and I will say my shoulder flexibility is not the same. I used to be able to do bird of paradise a long time ago, you know, no problemo grab that bind, like my whole hand. And now it's, it's a no go. There is a towel there and it is what it is. Um, and that kind of pissed me off at first, (laughs) but then again, I, realize there's a new normal and not yeah and it's still same. that's still a big edge to get to a a bound bird yeah so there's still some differences that i i i keep thinking would change over time but i think like that one's not i think that one's just a a no go um and then also in the scheme of awesomeness i have a hiatal hernia so sometimes oh, from all the if surgery. I a certain way and I come popping up, it's because I call it my alien is popping out. Popped so, out. Yeah. So I'll just like do that. And I don't know if that's from surgery or what. I don't really know. Huh. But there's a lot of things I can do now that I couldn't do before, though. And I think it is um, not so much physical, but mental mindset. Yes. I think I'm I'm a little better at the arm balances or even um even just holding a pose longer because I think I have more I, I'm telling myself it's okay, I guess. You're but telling I mean, yourself it's okay and you have to have or I hope you have so much confidence in your ability to endure and thrive some really hard things, which right. puts it in perspective. Like this is a six breaths in a yoga pose versus what I just did. And even what you said about the IVs, like you, Mm -hmm. you, you struggled through even more than the easiest way. Yeah. But it works out. It's good. And yoga is good for you. So (laughs) thank you for sharing your story with us. And, and I mean, that's pretty powerful. It makes me want to, when people call and ask about like being a beginner and being uncomfortable, I want to be like, let me, let me let you talk to Tiffany. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's not yeah, the hardest thing you're going to do. It's, it's not, all I mean, relative. Being uncomfortable is, is it's okay. You know, it's, it's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay to do things. And even everything I've gone through, sometimes six breaths and yoga is still hard. So <laughs> yeah, it's all like, who was it recently? That's, on the podcast and said it, it all ends up being a metaphor in some way for life. Everything you do on the yoga mat is. It's so crazy. I mean, my son golfs and he's like, you know, he has to straighten his back. And I was like, flat back, you know, like, Oh, I know. My husband was lifting this tent thing and he, and legs locked and straight something heavy. Uh 
How old do you have to be before you understand you have to bend your knees or you're going to throw out your back? Yeah. So, but it all does, it all does relate back to everything. So. And, you know, we all have people in our families, in our lives with cancer, unfortunately, everybody knows somebody and some people are being treated right now. So here's my commercial again, which I've done before for doing what you can do if it's if it's available to you, if you're healthy enough and can tolerate it to donate blood or donate platelets, which Mm -hmm. hang there at the cancer patient on chemo's bedside. Mm -hmm. Um, It's uncomfortable, but what did Tiffany just say? It's okay to be uncomfortable. uncomfortable. And in a moment of crisis, somebody needs that, right? Mm -hmm. Like you needed treatment now. You didn't want to wait to hear, well, our supply is low of this drug or that, or that, or those platelets. It was like, no, 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 now get this out of me now and let's fix this. Mm -hmm. Now everybody can't tolerate needles or, or even has, you know, enough or whatever, but if, if you can give it a whirl. Yeah. And do the yoga, do the yoga. yoga. Do the yoga. Always do the yoga. Well, I know I love seeing you and your mom at the studio all the time. It's um, and I love that you go to both studios. I know the Brexville studio is much closer for you, but not much, not closer for your mom (laughs) at all. So that's why I clear for her on those days, and then yeah, I get to see Tiffany on Wednesday evenings. She usually comes to my six fifteen hot power in Brexville. And that reminds me, we didn't talk that much about your fake husband, Brian, or your son (laughs) and how they reacted to the sobering stuff that happened to you. So I'll let you touch on that if we have time. But most importantly is sometimes what gets us through that 615 class is whatever Brian is making for dinner (laughs) or when Tiffany gets home, dinner dinner. is going to be hot on the table. And sometimes it dictates whether or not she stays for you and sauna. Yeah, I always I always want to stay for the yin, but sometimes I'm if the dinner is really good, then I have to leave. If there's broccolini, she's out. I love broccolini. Yeah. So Brian, he cooks a lot of food and he cooks a lot of food really, really well. So I'm usually texting him after your class, wondering if if he's if he's golfing or out, then I'll stay. But if he's at home making dinner, then I I leave for the dinner. Yeah. Um and that's but so long, nice. It's tender, loving care, healthy food. It is. But long story short, both of them were amazing before, during, and after. Um, both of them probably scared the shit out of them. Both of them had to sacrifice things and both of them had to learn new things. And we all came out of it better, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. it's good. It's I, sweet. I mean, I'm sure you have a totally little bit of a new relationship with everybody, just like you do with everybody. your mom. Yeah, basically everybody has their own story and their own thing and yeah, everything's different but it's not better or worse, it's it's new and it's and I I love where I'm at right now. So, I try to be I try to say who am I? I am me. Where am I here? What time is it now? That's it. Oh, me wait here. a minute. Just say that again. Who am I? It's me where am i i am here what time is it or when is it now and it's just me here now that's it because that's everything awesome. else everything else can just jumble everything else and everything else can kind of influence everything else and if you just stop and just be me here right now it's 
That okay. too gives me goosebumps. And anytime you're in a yoga class and, and the teacher mentions something about, do you have an intention today? Or do you have a mantra? Maybe you don't. How about that? Me that's, here. And that's, now. that's what I, that's what I go back to is because I can, my mind can wander a lot. Like I will definitely go off on an ADHD tangent for sure. Like, I will be like squirrel leads to nut leads to dinner, leads <laughs> to dessert, leads to sleep, leads to. So I have to just stop it in its tracks and say, no, <laughs> me here now. Well, I think that we should have you back on because although we've covered quite a bit, <laughs> We have not covered uh, your pets. And it went so nope. fast. <laughs> um, or my rock climbing. Or your rock, rock climbing. Holy yes. moly. I didn't even know about the rock climbing. No. Speaking of yeah. core strength, Joyce, we have to focus for the podcast on <laughs> getting the, there's so many people that we have to sort of interrupt our conversation with and we say, we'll have to have you back. And then we, have we to don't get, all really them get around to it. We got to get them on the schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we should have we should have a a rock climbing night too. Everybody okay. comes climb. Yeah, that'd be fun. I mean, I've done it uh, once. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, I've done nail. it. I've done it more than once. I think I've done it twice. You you'll break a nail. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's have okay. Anything. It's not like I have nice nails, but you'll probably yeah. if you've never done it, you'll probably like rip your hands up too. <laughs> oh yeah, and I'm big. You know what I mean? Though. Like I'm big. Lots of things. I'll, I'll get all. I'll get all the climbers to come to yoga, and we'll get the yoga to come to climbing. I'm telling you, there's a space available next to our Brexwell studio, like on the other side of the wall, and somebody show up at a rock climbing gym there. I'll talk to my people. They have a warehouse you know, space, like they. Tiffany you know, like seems they, to be the type of person you could talk into this. She almost bought a pizza shop and she bought a house I, on yeah. auction. Just this tell her, Luca Relli's climbing. Hang a I sign up always, and she'll do it. I am always trying to think of random things to do. You have no idea. Well, I'll 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 pretend like I didn't throw that out there, and you can you can think of it while you're. I'll just at I'll Mary just Beth's look. class tomorrow. Okay, it's cool. so interesting though. It's such an interesting collection of things that you are. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Thank well, you again. We will anytime. have you back. We might take For us sure. a year or Allegedly. two. I'll <laughs> still be here. You will still be here. We'll still be podcasting. Mary Beth may be podcasting from her, from the mountains. Oh, yeah. Back and forth. Just have Mike. We'll travel. <laughs> there you go. I pretty you. All right. Until next time. Guys. Well, thank you. Thanks, Tiff. All right. We're done. Bye.